Welcome back to another episode of Meredith with a Y. I am your host, Meredith Willits, and today I am so excited. I have Liz Hansen, owner and photographer at Chicago Boudoir Photography. She is Chicago's premier boudoir studio uh, owner, and she also coaches photographers through online programs, and she has been featured on NPR and the Association for International Boudoir photographers, and she is all about empowering women of all shapes and sizes. So stay with me. Hello, everyone. This is Meredith with a Y, and I am your host, Meredith Willits. Today, we are going to go deep, changing lives, and I am giving you the keys to the castle. Liz. Thank you for being here. I'm excited to talk bodies. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. It's great to be here. And I love your mission. Yeah. I mean, I just, it just started like coming to me. Like, I think that we need to really dive deep, especially I feel like we're in this crazy shift and moment of Ozempic and we're watching so many people lose a ton of weight. Um, is it good? Is it bad? You've seen everybody known to mankind. You've empowered women for a long time now. So what are you seeing? What have you seen? What's your take on it? So what I do here at the boudoir studio, if you've never heard of boudoir, that's just a fancy French word that means a woman's bedroom. Mm. But what I do here at the boudoir studio is I provide a Victoria's Secret style photo shoot experience for the everyday woman. So you come to my studio, we take beautiful pictures of you. You choose how much skin you want to share and and how much skin you want to show in your pictures. My business, of course, is taking boudoir photos, but my mission is to help women feel more empowered and more confident in their own skin. So you're right. I have seen it all in the sense that I have photographed about 2,000 women wow. of every shape, size, you know, from age 21 to 80. So I love what I do and I love the confidence that women can feel from taking the leap to doing something like this. And you're right. I do think we are in an interesting moment in terms of how we're talking about bodies and weight and confidence. Yeah. I mean, there's such a fine line, in my opinion, between body positive and pretending that being profoundly overweight is on is healthy. I think that we need to balance it where like I always say, I don't care what shape or size your body is. You should 100% be proud of yourself, love yourself, be confident in yourself because that love of self is what gets us to go for the walk, to eat healthy, to drink the water, to not have shame and self-hatred, right? So we have to start, the seed has to be love and confidence. And from that space, I feel that all things that we can do for ourselves and for our health is great. So should we lie to ourselves and say, you know, me at 100 pounds, 150 pounds, quote, overweight is great? Probably not. My joints are going to be sore. I'm going to be a little less mobile. Um, things are going to be a little bit more cumbersome in my life. I'm not going to be as active. So that is a fact, right? But should I hate myself because of that? 
God, no, because that's not how you get to where you want to go. But we are also seeing, and what inspired me to email you to have you on today was your email that you sent out talking about underweight women also being having, you know, the self-hatred, the insecurity, the, you know, all that same stuff wherein they cannot gain weight to get to whatever the, you know, the standard beauty of a female is. And you're seeing this on both ends. So I think that we're just, and we've never been in a time where you can take a shot in the butt once a week and just literally have pounds fall off of us. This has never happened. It's always been a pill or a huge surgery. I mean, I think we are at the precipice of a very interesting time. So, but my, my thing that drew me into you, and I'm going to have people on, you know, over the next couple months that are on a Zembic or had the gastric bypass or have dealt with, you know, eating disorders. I, I find this fascinating. We can't have self-hatred that, that is a catalyst to anything. What do you think on that? Well, you raised so many important points. Um, one of the things that you said that I think is so important to recognize is that self-hatred can go, uh, is, body size is irrelevant in terms of self-hatred. You can hate your body at any size. Yeah. You, um, there are people who weigh, have a number on the scale. You could have a friend be like, I would love my body at that number. But when they look at that number, they hate themselves, right? The number is actually neutral right? Your body weight and size is a neutral fact. And it's the emotions and meaning that you put into that number that changes how you feel about yourself and your body, right? So I could look at, you know, the say, let's say, let's pick a number 185, right? One person could look at that 185 on a scale and be like, I love it. I'm so happy with my body. Another yeah. person could look at that 185 on the scale and say, I hate myself. I hate my body. Right. So it's not the number itself that's affecting your life or your, how you show up in the world. Yeah. It's your feelings about yourself. And like you said, working from shame is never the best, most effective way. We, sometimes we think like, oh, if I just shame myself, if I punish myself enough, then I will get results. But we know, have you ever met a person or a child or a friend who said, you know, I just got shamed enough into, <laughs> into behaving better. I mean, you know, it wasn't until that 10th day of shame that I really felt like yeah. I could make changes, right? Real change, real love, real confidence does not come from a place of shame or fear. And shame or fear can can manifest in various ways. It can make you hate yourself and not eat. Can make yourself hate, hate yourself and overeat. Right? Like, it's not that shame creates the same result in anyone, but it's always going to lead not to your best, most empowered, most confident self. Hundred percent. I mean, like when you're sitting here talking, I'm thinking about myself being shamed as a child or as a teenager or as even a twenty-something. And it's like you fight against it. You're like, well, screw you. I'm going to eat a whole dozen donuts or screw you. I'm going to go drink alcohol or I'm going to go, you know, act out in bad behavior. Like it really is a catalyst for the opposite. You know, a, a revolution or a, what is it? Rebellion, right? Rebelling against that voice. Wherein if you are treated kindly and you treat yourself kindly, then you might be like, wow, I'm worth it. I'm worth 
taking the extra step and grilling vegetables or, you know, cooking a chicken breast instead of like hurrying up and not caring about yourself and, you know, making bad choices or quick choices that don't, you don't have to nurture that, that self-nurturing moment. And as you were just talking about all of, you know, the self-nurturing, I can't help but see if you're watching um, live right now, she's, um, or on YouTube, uh, later on, she has some of her boudoir uh, photos behind her that she's taken. And I just see like these amazing like legs in the air and just like yum, right? And so I I know I'm going to be signing up, by the way. So I mean, I've been watching Liz, just so everyone knows, for years, um, you know, going, okay, I can do this. I'm going to do this for my 50th. I'm going to do this when I'm thin. I'm going to do this when, 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 right? We I think with boudoir, I think with photography, I think with um, so much. I, I remember being 24-ish and I had my first child. I mean, think of that. And um, I look back, I remember seeing the photos. We had photos taken at like an Olin Mills moment, right? And I remember looking at those photos of uh, myself and my firstborn going, God, I'm so fat. Like I never want anyone to see these photos. And I'm so glad I never got rid of them. And now as I've matured and aged, I, I have a new rule. Don't delete any photos for four days because the photo that you see immediately so often you're like judgy. You, your brain just isn't like working right. Give yourself four days before you delete a photo. Okay. But there's so many times where I have felt fat over these past 30 plus years where I'm like, I don't want to be in the photo. I want to put someone in front of me in a photo um, don't take the photo. And as I've matured, I'm like, take the damn photo. And now I'm 51 and I'm like taking the damn photo all the time, every time. Don't delete the photo for four days. So I've been watching you with this like intention of, all right, when I have my breast augmentation post breast cancer, when I lose all the weight, when I, X, you know, X, Y, Z. And the thing of it is, is your business is about exactly the opposite of that. <laughs> Your business is do it now because no matter where you're at during your journey, I am going to show you how freaking beautiful you actually are. I love everything you said, Meredith. And here's the thing as women, I think we sometimes forget that we do have different points along our journey. If you've had children or if you haven't, even as you age, your body does change, styles change, but you are worthy at each point along that journey. Mm -hmm. You were worthy when you were 24 and had a baby. You were worthy when you were 25 and you were one year postpartum. You're worthy now when you're 50. And if we can stop and try to remember that each point along that journey is worth celebrating, yeah. it's worth remembering that we are worthy. That is my goal for women. If there's one thing that I learned during the pandemic, it was this. We only have now. The future yeah. is not promised. The whole world could shut down and we could all die in a pandemic. I mean, I lost loved ones in the pandemic and there were moments when I thought, what am I waiting for? What am I, why, why am I always waiting for a, a future tomorrow when I'll look better, when I'll feel better, when I'll be better? Uh, right now is all we have. You are worthy now. You are beautiful now. You are worth celebrating now. You are worth documenting now. 
you are worth taking care of your body now. You are worth self-care now, not some future time when something might change. You know, and as you're saying that, I think, you know, I'm thinking of men, okay, that think that they can shame their partner into losing weight, right? Like the little comments, like, I'm going to eat that. Um, your butt's getting kind of like, hmm, are you just getting kind of curvy? Like, are we? when are we going to lose that baby weight? Like, we have a lot of people that have partners that think that they can shame them. And I will tell you that it is exactly the same, you know, going against as when you have a child, like if you want your partner to be the sexiest, the, the spiciest, the most confident, the most loving to you, empower her to do something like a boudoir shoot, because I don't care what size you are. Liz is going to go on her website, which I'm going to have in the show notes. She is, it's like, she's, I mean, I'm getting chills. You're a miracle worker. You know how to work the camera, the lighting, the clothing, the sheets, the laying on your stomach, on your side, shoot the hip up. Like this is what makes your partner these types of things, these types of falling in love with self. This is what makes your partner, you know, the sex kitten you know, the confident woman that, you know, is making dinner and, and also has a job and also taking care of the kids and also has a smile on her face is when she loves herself, when he loves himself, like that's the key. And I, and I think that a lot of small minded people that were raised by maybe tough parents think that I'm going to be tough on my partner. I'm going to be tough on my kids because that's the only way I know how to control the situation. And I'm here to tell you the exact opposite is true. The exact opposite. A person has to find that in themselves by way of support of you. If you are someone's partner who is struggling in whatever it is, support is the only way for them to find the love for themselves, for them to find their way back on path, back on journey to get where it is that they want to go. And it has to come from within. It cannot come from, you know, a whip of someone beating them into submission. It's just not going to happen. And, you know, like when I'm looking at your photos, it's like that, if, if you want to do something to empower your spouse, like, and this is not a Liz advertisement. This is just, I know this for a fact. I know what I'm talking about here. That's the type of thing, a boudoir photo shoot, any photo shoot um, is going to get your partner so much farther into self-love and then therefore self-care and then therefore self-help, you can't even imagine. Like that's where it's at. I just took a beautiful photograph um, uh, my husband took of me on Saturday night. I have been staring at it for like 48 hours. I don't care. I'm like, damn, I nailed that photograph. And so what am I, first thing this morning, put on the workout clothes, did five miles yesterday. I'm like, it just empowers me to want to do more and eat the yogurt and drink the water and be healthier. I'm like, gosh, I look so good. I love myself. This is so great. That's exactly what you're doing over there in Chicago. Yeah. I think you made some really, really important points. Sexy is not a size. Nope. Okay. Sexy comes from a self-confidence and a self-love. It's really hard to love your partner and show up for your partner if you are sitting in self-hatred, 
right? Yep. Bringing self-hatred to the bedroom, to a partnership is not going to like, is not a catalyst for love, right? So when we can find, it took me a long time. So as, as women, we are often socialized to believe that to be a good woman, you always give to others, right? We serve oh. others. We put ourselves last, right? As I've matured and gotten older and realized that if I take care of myself and love myself, then I actually can better show up for other people. That taking care of myself is a way to love my partner and my children as well, right? If I come from a place where I love myself and I've, and I've cared for, I can show up so much better for my family and for others in my life, for my clients, for my business, right? So sometimes we have to dismantle some of these things that we've learned and, um, you know, do some thought work to, to come to a better place. I love how you're talking about shaming a partner into fitness or weight loss will, will somehow increase your relationship. I, I want to tell you a story. So I've learned that you can nag and nag and shame and shame, and you might get your partner to do something, but there will always be a cost. Okay. And that cost comes at the relationship. So for example, you could nag and nag and nag and nag your husband to mow the lawn. And eventually he might mow the lawn. You might get what you wanted, but you will always pay a price in that process. And that price will be in the quality of your relationship. So you have to decide Mm -hmm. how you are going to show up in your relationship and how you are going to make requests. When I first got married at this point, it's almost 20 years ago. <laughs> uh, I got married pretty young. We've got two teenage kids, love my husband. When we first got married, I was not in a habit of working out. It just wasn't part of my daily routine. We got married. My husband said, you need to exercise. And at, in a, he said it in a super nice way and everything, but I initially took it as like, you think I'm fat. Right. You know? And I took it that way. And he said, it's not about how you look. I just want being active and exercise to be a part of our marriage. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to go to the gym together. I'm going to show you how to do stuff. We're going to make it a thing every day. We're going to spend some time together. And I literally, I mean, I think I started crying. I was like, we just got mm -hmm. married. You're telling me I'm fat. <laughs> he said, no, listen, I just, I don't care what, I think you're beautiful just as you are, but I want to be active with you. And we are going to start now. We're going to make this part of our marriage. And I am so grateful for the loving way in which he helped me move forward without shame. And now we still work out together almost 20 years later. And I love wow. it. It's, it's been an important part of our relationship, but it was done from a place of love and not from a place of shame. Well, and also it was done, not like you're going to do this. It was, we are going to do this. Like he could have been like, Hey, I want us to paint together or I want us to volunteer together. Like it was still like, it was a place of leadership. It was a place of inspiration. It was a place of we're going to connect. I mean, I told my husband yesterday, I'm like, let's go for a walk together. And he wasn't feeling it. And so I, I text him later on. I'm like, just so you know, I'm walking without you. And I'm telling our dog all of my wildest dreams. He's like, kill me. But, <laughs> but it is like, we get so used to, <laughs> I am sometimes evil. We get used to um, just sitting on our phones, drinking coffee, and we're not connecting. But when you are on each other, you know, with each other on next to the treadmill or on a walk together or playing. Like I remember back in the day, I love playing racquetball, you know, or, you know, now it's paddle and pickleball. Like you are connecting, you are connecting outside of a bar. You're connecting outside of your phone. 
And it is definitely, my mom used to always say, a family that um, plays together stays together. You know, it was originally probably praised together, stays together. Um, but yeah, I think that, you know, be the inspiration. I know like in my family, I cannot drag anyone over the finish line. I have to either be the light, be the inspiration, be like, oh, wow, she really is losing weight from doing these things and it's working. So maybe I want to do that too, because I see the results that she's getting. So I always try to lead primarily from a place of like inspiration to people around me versus, you know, even though I did just yell down to my husband because he just went on a walk by himself because I was too lazy to get up at six, which I'm so proud of him for going. And as I was sitting here prepping for this, I could hear him downstairs pouring a bowl of cereal. And I'm like, don't eat that. Because <laughs> I know that that bowl of cereal just wiped out his entire walk. You know, so like sometimes I can be a turd still, but I do try to do it from a space of inspiration. So let me ask you this, because I'm like my head's like as you're talking, I'm thinking of all these questions. You went to school for photography and all that good stuff. Explain. And then how did we not become like a family photographer or a magazine, but instead tell us your how to how you got here, please. Yeah, so I actually studied art in college and then um, and also education. I was a teacher for a while, got married young, had two little kids. And like a lot of people, I went to Costco and got a camera and started taking pictures of my babies. Mm. So I'm old enough that when I was in college, digital cameras weren't invented yet. It was still film <laughs> days, right? Um, but I started taking pictures of my babies. I loved it. Some people started asking me to take pictures of their kids. And I started taking family photos. Um, and I love taking pictures of families. I take you outside to a park, you know, take you, um, take some pictures on the street, that kind of thing. Um, at a certain point, my husband lost his job and, um, I really needed to get like a job job and not just kind of like take a few family photos here and there. And right. I really, uh, I said, Hey, if I can find a job in photography, I would love it. And I don't know if that's possible, but I applied for a bunch of jobs and was able to get a job at a studio in Chicago, just answering the phones as a kind of a receptionist, but they shot some boudoir there. And I had never heard of boudoir. This is about 10 years ago now. Mm -hmm. um, I'd never heard of it, but I was very intrigued. So I got this job. I was answering the phones and I would see women come in for their photo shoots. They would show up at the studio real nervous, not quite sure what they were doing. And then I would see them leave the studio and I would see a light in their face, a confidence, a bounce in their steps. And as they were leaving, they were always say, that was such an incredible experience. I can't believe how confident and beautiful I feel after this experience. So I, you know, seeing that happen over and over again with women at this studio, I just really saw kind of the power of doing something out of your comfort zone where you are celebrating yourself. I did my own boudoir photo shoot, had that experience for myself and saw what it was all about. Mm. A few years in, I decided to open up my own boudoir boutique. My, I really wanted women to have a place where they could feel like they were the most important person in the whole world for a day, that this was all yeah. about them, that this was about celebrating the skin that they're in. Um, and so I've been doing this now full time for six or seven years. I really love what I do. 
I love helping every woman recognize the beauty that they have in their body right here, right now. They don't have to change. Of course, like you're saying, that self-love is going to fuel your dreams and your missions and your fitness and whatever else you want to do. But today, right now, you are worth celebrating right where you're at. Yeah. And you, I mean, you do everything. Cause like I was talking to your, I'm assuming assistant Tara, who's lovely by the way. And she was saying like, you show up, we do your hair, we do your makeup. We tell you what to buy. If there's, you know, like if you want to wear like a lot, like a men's shirt, or if you want to wear, you know, um, lingerie, like whatever it is, you help the person with it from start to finish and their photographs are able to look at them right then and there at the end of their session. Like you're there and it's, it's like a half a day. Like you're there for quite a while. Like it's a moment. So if like you want to give this to yourself as a gift, if you want to give this to your spouse as a gift to empower them, you know, whatever it is, do you ever do couples photo shoots? Great question. So I, there are people who do couples boudoir. That's not my specialty. I specialize in women, but you're right. I, I want women to come here and feel like they don't have to do anything. I'm going to take care of you from start to finish. So just show up and then I'll help you through it. People always say like, I'm not confident enough to do this. Don't worry. You show up. I'll supply the confidence. (laughs) If you come, all you got to do is show up with no makeup on and clean, dry hair. We'll get you looking fabulous. We'll go over what you're going to wear. I'll tell you exactly how to pose and what to do. You don't have to practice in front of a mirror. You don't have to be a model. That's my job to make you look great and get those angles and the lighting like you were saying. And then while you're here at the studio, before you leave, I'm going to show you a slideshow of your pictures. That instant gratification makes it part of the day, part of the experience. And then from there, you can choose if you want to enjoy your pictures as a digital download an album or some beautiful art to hang maybe in your bedroom, in your closet, in your bathroom, something like that. It can be a gift for a partner or it can Mm -hmm. be just for you. Yeah. I mean, do this for yourself and then like give it as a gift to your spouse for like, um, or partner for like Valentine's day. Give that as an excuse to do this. Like this, this doesn't have to be a 25th, a 30th, a 50th birthday. This can be a gift for your partner. That is a gift for you too. So you get to take part in it and then your partner gets to enjoy, you know, the fruits of your labor. One thing too, that I, I don't think that people understand. Um, sometimes it takes like hundreds of photographs that you take to get the right, um, you know, just like the mouth movement that I like, I will go through my photographs for like what I do and I will delete, 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 delete for one shot that something is just absolutely perfect. And that's the one that I'll post on social media. Like, so understand she's going to take a ton, thank God for digital, thank God for digital, but a ton of photographs to get it right. And she knows how to get it right. Like, and you know, and that's the thing when you take photographs, even for yourself. Okay. And I actually am a big proponent of like, if you're doing family photos, like at your house and you have your iPhone, right. Just put it on video, just put it on video and pretend like you're taking a photo with video on and then screenshot that. Cause sometimes it takes like a lot of shots, especially for family. We know how there's always one kid that's looking wrong. Um, or we have all the kids that are perfect. And then the husband is talking to someone. You're like, what? All you need to do is look. For- we had three kids and you had. But 
know that, you know, like even when you're taking photos of yourself and I drive my husband crazy because he's my photographer at events, I'm like, take a thousand. I don't care. I will go through them. I don't mind a bit because literally just like your mouth or your arm or your eye or your head, like it does, you can whittle it down, but it, that's how models are. Like models don't get it in one shot. Be clear on that. So like, it's okay to take tons of photographs until you get the one that you really, really love. And that's the thing like I'm listening to in my head right now. Like, and, and I got this download. If you don't know, I'm, I'm also a psychic medium and channel. So I, I get channeled messages all the time, which is super cool. But the channel message that I got a, a bit ago was that it's not about the end game of where you want to be in your weight loss journey or your weight gain journey. It's not about that. It has nothing to do with the end game. It has to do with the journey. It has to do with, do you love yourself enough to take the time to actually sit down and make those steel cut oats, to make yourself a smoothie, to self-nurture, to self-care, to get the eight hours of sleep, to go to bed on time, to go for even a 30-minute walk, can you love yourself enough to do the journey? And maybe you do end up there. Maybe you don't end up there. And, 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 and that goes with the weight gain too. Are you able to take that time to really nurture self? And so when I'm looking at this weight loss, weight gain, weight journey, I believe that spiritually it is a manifestation in our physical self to walk the walk, to get us where it is that we will eventually get to if, and only if we love ourselves enough. And that to me is why people do gain the weight back is because they never did the step that had to do with loving themselves enough to not drown themselves in a bottle of wine a night, to not drown themselves in Coke and Diet Coke or whatever, or candy or whatever that thing is that's keeping them away from self-love, away from self-empowerment. And so if you are not where you want to be today, and so many, I would say the majority of us are not, right? We all have something we want to tweak. I believe that, that photography taking the photograph, taking the boudoir shot, buying the lingerie, buying a pair of jeans, even if they aren't the size that we want them to be, putting on the makeup, whatever it is. You know, you hear so many women, I'll buy myself a wardrobe once I'm at the size that I want to be. You know, we hear that so often, or I will do that once I get there. I'm here to tell you that 100% it's about the journey. There is no end game. There is no when you get there. Because as soon as you get there, I mean, how many people are we listening to now, right? You see on Facebook, they're like, I wish I was as fat as I thought I was when I was 16. Yep. Right? Yeah. Well, yeah. the thing, here's the thing. You can, you might be saying to yourself right now, I would love my body if I lost 20 pounds. Right. But there is someone who has lost the 20 pounds and still hates their body. Yep. It's not about the number. It's about learning to love your body because I know this because I have women in who come here in a size zero who still have issues at a size four who have issues, eight, 12. 
I have women who come here in a size 20 and love themselves and they're super sexy and super confident. I have women who come here with size four who are so nervous and hate their body and are not confident. It is not a size thing. You can love your body at any size and any shape. You can be sexy at any size and any shape. And when you find that self-love and that self-confidence, like Meredith is saying, it will propel you to reaching other goals that you might have. But it doesn't come, the size doesn't come first. The self-love comes first. Yeah, the self-love's got to come first. I love this topic so much. And I'm so excited because I have so many people on over um, this series that I've done all the things that are doing all the things that have lost hundreds of pounds, gained hundreds of pounds, you know, and just a matter. I know for myself, I've probably lost 75 pounds in my lifetime three times. You know, I always get to that one high weight and then peel it back when I get so sick. It's like a drug addict, right? Like you get so sick of doing the drugs until you can't look at yourself anymore. You're like, oh my God, I'm so gross. And then you just like, all right, it's time. It's time. And there's really, you know, it's the same, it's the same thing. You're just like, I I don't want to do this anymore. And I just think that our bodies, I don't know if you are in the spiritual community, but there's such a verbiage right now in the spiritual community of um, being a spiritual being that's wearing like this meat suit as if it's not important. And that's kind of been my my focus from getting this download about the journey of weight loss, about the journey to health, whatever health is. Health could be 200 pounds, health could be 110 pounds. But this journey to health as being profoundly important in the spiritual journey, in being a spiritual being, that the body is a component of that journey and how profoundly important it is. Because that is by way of part and parcel to the spiritual self-love factor, you know, in what we're talking about here. So, I mean, it's so interesting. You talk about the spirit and you talk about the body and some people want to say like, it's only the spirit. It's not the body. And some people want to say it's only the body and it's not the spirit. But I think truly we find the most power when we integrate, we are spiritual beings and we are human body beings too. We are both. And when we can truly integrate and realize that our spotty, our spirit affects our body and our body affects our spirit. That I think is where we find our greatest power. Hundred, I mean, a hundred percent. And I think that we've lost that. Like we wanted to be, you know, like this, this, you know, it goes back to, I mean, I'm going to go here, but you know, the old Testament, right. Where it's like, follow the rules everything will be fine. And then it was like, okay, you don't have to follow the rules. And then, okay, now it's only spirit. And then we, you know, we're in this new age of like, we're wearing a meat suit and it's all about three-dimensional or five-dimensional and all this stuff. Like we come into all these different things and it's like, wait a minute, if we are the spirit and we incarnated, then that means there has to be importance to this. Yep. You know, and, and we're so taught uh, through religion, that the body is shameful, that being naked is shameful, that being sexy is shameful, that sex is shameful. Um, you know, and and I'm starting to kind of really push against all of that, right? You know, like, you know, that Jesus was, you know, bur- born and created from this virgin, um, you know, uh, creation, right? Because th- that made her the best because she did not have to, you know, act out in a physical way. Right. And so it's even better than any other person that 
does have to be created through this physical form and physical um, body. And so we have all of this messaging, right? And I'm sure that there's a lot of people out there, you know, standing on their Sunday morning self going, boudoir is negative. You're taking sexy photos. Like you're, you're celebrating the body. And I don't know how to tell everybody this, but if you believe in God, you were sent here to earth to be a physical, sexual human being, right? And there's importance to that, or you wouldn't be here. Absolutely. And so you know, there's the other side of the coin. It's interesting that you're bringing this up. I actually, I'd love to send you the link. I've written a whole thing about boudoir and religion because oh, I believe that actually the other side of the coin to the Jesus coming to earth story is that why did God come to earth in a physical body? If the body isn't important, like Oof. if, if, if you're Christian and you believe that Jesus came to earth as God and decided was chosen, was sent to have a body on earth, the body must be really important, right? Wow. Otherwise wow. God would not have descended to come to earth and take on a bodily form, right? And I believe that Jesus coming to earth and taking a body was to teach us as bodies to become like God. We have a body to become like God. God took on a body to become like us. And it's this back and forth. Now, I didn't mean to get super religious no, here. On I love body, it. I'm here for it. I believe that the body is part of God's plan for us here on earth. And that it's not evil, but it's a vehicle for us to learn and create. The earth is a physical place. Humans are physical. And the 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 experience we're having on earth is to bring the physical and the spiritual together to become ultimately more like God, more like we are our destiny is to become, we can become more with the body than we could without. Anyway, I believe there I is it. a lot of negative religious messaging about the body, but I think there are religious messages that can be learned about the positivity of the body as well. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that this is so in line because I, I think that, and I feel that, and I'm going to go so far as to say, I know that this is part of where we're heading. We're getting away from the body's bad, sex is bad, naked is bad. Um, we're getting away from like, oh, if you're fat, that's gluttonous. We're starting to learn that the food that we're literally sold at the grocery store is not food. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we have alcohol and we're like, oh, alcoholics are bad. No, alcohol is bad. Okay, person's fat, they're bad. No, they have been eating the American diet. There literally is not their fault that they have been told that this is food and that their body is not able to process it. And therefore they are ending up overweight. Like we need to start recognizing that there's something bigger going on here where we need to go a little deeper than we're a spiritual being that's got a meat suit, AKA body that this is all people's fault. There's there's something more to all of this than sex is bad, naked's bad, sex, you know, sexy's bad. Like th no, there's more to it than this. There, there's way more to it. And I think that we're on to something. I think people need to understand that there's a journey. There's a very important piece to self-care, self-love. Um, it's okay to take a boudoir photo. Otherwise, God wouldn't have invented boudoir. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm going to go there. Like, stop it right now. Like, it's yeah. okay to take a photograph. We're not putting this on Times Square. And if you do, that's okay, too. Like, there's this is not that deep, people. Like, enjoy self. Like, we're, we're supposed to be here doing 
these things. That's why, like you said, I said, we have incarnated in this space. And so I, I love what you're gave doing. gave a TED talk literally called Naked Isn't Naughty. Stop it. Yep. And you just did. I just gave a TED talk. Yeah. Just um, about two weeks ago. It The video isn't live on YouTube yet, but I'll send it. To, this is my whole message. The, mm. the body is not bad. You are not bad. Naked is not that. bad. Sex is not bad. I mean, yes. Are there good and bad ways to use your body? Yes. Are there good and bad ways to use sex? Obviously. But inherently, your body is a beautiful creation and a vehicle for you to learn and grow. And it's not evil and it's not bad. I mean, I don't know, maybe it's me, Liz, but I am seeing like a mass boudoir photo photograph in downtown Chicago of women all in different states of like lingerie, you know, like imagine like a pride parade, but for like women pride wearing whatever it is and you taking all the photographs of like thousands of women in different states of dress and undress. I, I think that this would be fantastic. I see it as like this, this moment of women empowerment here in Chicago. I think that we should make this. Happen. I would love it. I would love to all, I would love to take us all to the lake and say, you know, everybody is a beach body and I would love to. Ugh. Yeah, it would be great. Let's do it. Sign me up, Meredith. I think that we should do that. I see this in our future. I so appreciate you being my first guest in the series. I think this is a great kickoff to talking about, you know, the end game, that there is no end game. You've seen that there's no end game. It doesn't matter if you're at the end game. You are still going to want to push for two more pounds, four more pounds. Be happy in your right now because there's always another pound to gain or to lose or to whatever. Um, check out the show notes. Go see Liz Hansen. What's your website so that everyone knows if they want to go peek at it now? Chicago-boudoir.com. And boudoir is tricky to spell. It's B-O-U-D-I-O-R. Wait, did I? No, oh my gosh. B-O-U-D-O-I-R. See, I told oh. you it's tricky to spell. Boudoir. <laughs> Chicago-boudoir.com. You can find me on all the socials. Um, I would love to chat if this... Um, conversation has intrigued you at all please send me a message i read every email and dm that i get yeah so check it out if you want to have her on your podcast or if you want to talk to her more about what she's doing over there you want to buy a gift for um, a partner or a friend um i think this would be really empowering for someone that has gone through maybe breast cancer or other sorts of physical struggles. This is a way, you know, again, to love yourself, see yourself in photographs of how beautiful you actually are. And Liz will show you how beautiful you actually are. Um, so check her out on all her socials. Again, this will all be in the show notes if you're listening on the podcast. I will be here um, same time, same sandbox next week with a different guest talking about the same types of stuff. So come back and see me again. Thank you, Liz, so much. I appreciate you. Thanks so much for having me, Meredith. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you would like to connect on a more personal level, head over to MeredithWillits.com or on Instagram at Meredith with a Y. For behind-the-scenes footage and outtakes, please subscribe and come back each week for more Meredith with a Y. Thanks again for listening. Cheers. Cheers.